Welcome to Psalmscast. I am Denise. Today is the 11th day of August. When the storms of life begin to shake the foundations, where do you run? Where can you turn where you will know for sure that what you will hear is truth and is wisdom? When the Lord takes away that which is precious, what then? These are hard questions, but we are not alone, ever. God is faithful. Today, we will be journeying into Psalm 11, Psalm 41, Psalm 71, Psalm 101, and Psalm 131. We're reading from the Evangelical Heritage Version of the Bible today. At the very end of the podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, We are spending time in the book of Luke. We're in chapter 7 today. But first, as we do every day, let's invite the Lord to be the focus and to also be our guide. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have drawn us here into your word and that we can come to you with all of our burdens, with everything. Father, you know what is going on in every single person's life. You see us and you hear us, and we are so thankful for your word. We ask that you would bring forth your truth because you know our our heart and you know that we are struggling and that we need peace and we need joy to be able to continue to walk strong, Lord. We open our minds and we open our hearts to you. We are trusting you to transform our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 11, Faith, Not Flight, by David. The fear of the faint-hearted. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, Flee to your mountain like a bird. Look, the wicked bend their bow. They set their arrow against the string to shoot in the darkness at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being torn down, what can the righteous do? David's answer. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his throne in heaven. His eyes observe. He focuses on the children of Adam. The Lord is righteous. He examines the wicked. He really hates those who love violence. On the wicked, he will rain down fierce coals and sulfur. A scorching wind will be the cup given to them. Indeed, the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will view his face. Psalm 41, Even My Friend, a psalm by David. David's confidence of delivery. How blessed is the person who understands the plight of the weak. May the Lord deliver him in the day of trouble. May the Lord guard him and keep him alive. May he be blessed in the land. May you not surrender him to the desires of his enemies. May the Lord sustain him on his sickbed. You raise him up from his bed. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. 
the treachery of the conspirers. My enemies speak evil about me. When will he die and his name perish? If one comes to see me, he speaks falsely. In his heart, he collects malicious plans. He goes out. He speaks about them in the street. All who hate me whisper together against me. They plan evil for me. They say a deadly affliction is poured out on him. He will never get up from the place where he lies. Even a man who is at peace with me, a man whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has raised up his heel to step on me. Closing prayer. But you, Lord, have mercy on me. Raise me up so that I can repay them. From this I know that you are pleased with me. My enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, in my integrity you uphold me, and you set me up in your presence forever. Closing doxology. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from eternity to eternity. Amen and amen. Psalm 71 Do not throw me away when I am old. Opening prayer In you, Lord, I take refuge. May I not be put to shame forever. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock and my refuge, to which I can always go. You give the command to save me, because you are my high ridge and my stronghold. My God, deliver me from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and the ruthless. Remembrance of Past Help For you have been my hope, Lord God, my confidence since my youth. I have depended on you since I was in the womb. You separated me from my mother's body. My praise to you is continuous. Statement of Present Need I am like an evil omen to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with praise for you and with your splendor all day long. Plea for help in present trouble. Do not throw me away in old age. As my strength fails, do not forsake me. For my enemies speak against me, and those who seek my life conspire together. They say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, because there is no one to rescue him. God, do not be far from me. My God, hurry to help me. Let them be ashamed. Let my murderous accusers be consumed. Let those who seek to harm me be covered with shame and disgrace. Present and future praise. But as for me, I will always keep hoping. I will keep adding to my praise for you. My mouth will tell about your righteousness, about your salvation all day long, although I do not know how to tell all about it. I will come and tell about your mighty deeds, Lord God. I will commemorate your righteousness, yours alone. God, you have taught me since my youth, and even now I still declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me. 
till I declare the strength of your arm to the next generation, your power to all who are to come. Closing Confidence Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heights. You have done great things. God, who is like you, you who made us see many troubles and disasters, you will give us life again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up. You will increase my greatness and comfort me once again. Closing Praise Yes, I will praise you, my God, for your faithfulness. I will praise you with an instrument, with the harp. I will make music to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout with joy when I make music to you. Even my soul, which you have redeemed, will shout. Indeed, my tongue will tell of your righteousness all day long. How ashamed, how disgraced they are, those who try to harm me. Psalm 101, The Good Ruler, by David, a psalm. The Righteousness of the Lord I will sing about your mercy and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. The Righteousness of the King I will act wisely, following the way that is honest. When will you come to me? Within my palace I will conduct myself with integrity. Righteousness in his court. I will not tolerate an evil cause in my sight. I hate unfaithfulness and apostasy. It will not stick to me. A perverted heart shall be kept far from me. I will not acknowledge evil. I will silence anyone who slanders his neighbor in secret. I cannot tolerate anyone who has arrogant eyes and a proud heart. My eyes will watch for the faithful in the land, so that they can be seated with me. Those who walk in the way of integrity will serve as my ministers. Anyone who practices deceit will not sit inside my palace. Anyone who is a liar will not stand in my sight. Every morning I will silence all the wicked in the land in order to cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 131. My heart is not proud. A song of ascents by David. Like a satisfied baby. Lord, my heart is not haughty and my eyes are not proud. So I do not intrude into great matters into things too wonderful for me. Instead, I have soothed and quieted my soul as a nursed child rests with its mother. Like a nursed child, my soul rests with me. Wait confidently, O Israel, for the Lord from now to eternity. Today I am a little bit undone. Each week, As prayer requests come across the radar, I strive to keep current and to share updates when someone sends in an update. Last week, we had this prayer request. Prayers for the family of John's sister in Ohio. The family has just returned from camp and all four are in the hospital, but each in a different facility. 
John's sister, niece, and nephew are in ICU, and the father is one step below ICU at the VA hospital in Dayton. How often a prayer request will come in, and we pray for the people that we do not know because we are all brothers and sisters bound through Jesus, through what he has done on the cross. Sometimes there is no update. The Lord hears those prayers and works within lives to achieve his will in whatever the situation. Yes, the Lord heard the prayers that we lifted for this family. Today I did receive an update from a mutual friend. John and Carolyn were able to travel to Ohio. On Monday, John's sister Priscilla died. Priscilla's husband, Daryl, is in a different hospital, and he took a turn for the worse on Monday. At last update, he has a 30% expectation of survival. Their daughter, Tabitha, is not expected to live either. Only their son, who has Down syndrome and spina bifida, has recovered enough to go home on oxygen, where some of his other siblings are caring for him. While reading the Psalms today, I was just struck by how temporary this life journey actually is. Less than a month ago, this family had no idea that mom Priscilla would be exiting this earthly journey on August 9th. They had no idea that taking their two children to this church camp would change the total dynamics of their family. The truth is that Priscilla is with the Lord. Only God knows the number of breaths that each that Daryl and Tabitha each still have ahead. Will their remaining time be measured in moments, weeks, or years? Yes, I encourage you to pray for this precious family. None of this surprises the Lord. He is our only defense against the struggles of life's journey. Draw near to Him. Trust Him and the promises in His Word. And be sure to tell your loved ones how precious they are to you. And if you are able to, make sure to hug them tight. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for how present it is to where it is that we live, wherever we live on this planet. Whatever culture we are in, you are present to us through your word. For we get to look at others who have walked with you and see your presence in their lives, knowing that you are fully present in ours. So we draw near to your word, and we ask you to plant it deep in our hearts today. We choose to walk with you and invite your Holy Spirit into everything that we're about this week. Come, Jesus. We pray in your precious name. Amen. Now for those who want to dive deeper into God's Word, hang in here for just a few more minutes as we wrap up this part. This month's focus is the Gospel of Luke, and today we are in chapter 7. We have some new prayer requests. Uh, It's been a rough couple of days. I do have an update on Nanette 
She wanted us to know that her symptoms have not been as pressing and she is excited to actually be able to do normal life stuff. Duke University has all of her records. They are now waiting for an opening. While waiting is difficult, she is thrilled that her pain levels are much more manageable. Georgia lives across the street from us. On Sunday, she was transported to the hospital via ambulance. On Monday evening, her son shared that they have diagnosed Georgia with acute renal failure. There are many unknowns for this precious, soon-to-be 92-year-old neighbor. Please partner with me to petition the Lord to pour out mercies and blessings on our beloved neighbor and that she will experience joy and peace during this time. Also, I want us to keep Georgia's son, Michael, in our prayers. I noticed on Monday that he did not leave the house. This is very unusual for him. We have noted that Michael has lost a lot of weight. And I was very concerned as I chatted with him, and I asked him if he was well. He admitted that he is not well, but that his needs will have to wait so he can be available to care for his mom. During some gentle prodding, he confessed that he has an enlarged, hard mass in his lower abdomen. Friends' words fail me, but we know that God is faithful and he hears our prayers. David and I also need prayer so that we will know we will be able to discern how to help and to minister to both Michael and Georgia. If you desire to connect with us at Psalmscast to share thoughts, to ask questions, to ask for prayer, or to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. If you're outside the United States, you can use WhatsApp. That number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also make the connection through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 7. Yesterday, we were in Chapter 6, and Jesus was giving us a lot of instructions about how to live life. And the question really boils down to, yes, we have heard what Jesus said, but are we putting it into action? We were also, in the last day or so, warned not to judge because by the measure that we judge, we will be judged. So, Here we are, we're ready to go into the next chapter. So simply allow God's words to reign into your life. Trust the Holy Spirit to plant these truths deep inside you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. 
a believing centurion. After Jesus had finished saying all these things to the people who were listening, he went into Capernaum. A centurion's servant, who was valuable to him, was sick and about to die. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, because he loves our nation, and he built our synagogue for us. Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell Jesus, Lord, do not trouble yourself, because I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another one, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he was amazed at him. He turned to the crowd that was following him and said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And when the men who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Jesus raises a widow's son. Soon after, Jesus went on his way to a town called Nain, and his disciples in a large crowd were traveling with him. As he was approaching the town gate, there was a dead man being carried out, the only son of his mother. She was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, Do not cry. He went up to the open coffin, touched it, and the pallbearer stopped. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear gripped all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. This was reported about him in all of Judea and all the surrounding countryside. John the Baptist and Christ John's disciples told him about all these things, calling two of his disciples to him. He sent them to Jesus to ask, Are you the one who was to come, or should we look for someone else? When the men had arrived, they said to Jesus, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, Are you the one who was to come, or should we look for someone else? At that time, Jesus healed many people of their diseases, afflictions, and evil spirits, and he gave many blind people the ability to see. Jesus answered them, Go, tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are healed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the one who does not fall away on account of me. After John's messengers had left, Jesus began to talk to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken in the wind? No. 
Then what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Yet those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in royal palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and much more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Yes, I tell you, among those born of women, there is no prophet greater than John, yet the one who is the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people, including the tax collectors, heard this, they declared that God was just since they were baptized from the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the legal experts rejected God's purpose for themselves by not being baptized by him. To what will I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come without eating bread or drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look, a man who is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is declared right by all her children. Jesus is anointed by a sinful woman. A certain one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. Jesus entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Just then, a sinful woman from that town learned that he was reclining in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume, stood behind him near his feet, weeping, and began to wash his feet with her tears. Then she began to wipe them with her hair while also kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would realize who is touching him and what kind of a woman she is, because she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. He said, Teacher, say it. A certain moneylender had two debtors. The one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one who had the larger debt forgiven. Then he told him, You have judged correctly. Turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, but you did not give me water for my feet. Yet she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but she, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That is why she loved so much. But the one who is forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins have been forgiven. Those reclining at the table with him began to say among themselves, 
who is this who even forgives sins? He said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I really like the Gospel of Luke because it has a lot of different people who are interacting with Jesus. Like somebody who's powerful and, by the way, was a Roman because only centurions were Roman. And yet he realizes that Jesus has power and he sends a servant to ask Jesus to come and heal his servant. But then it dawns on him that he is not worthy to have the Lord come into his house. Wow. And the Lord realizes that he has a level of faith that others don't have. This Roman, this was not somebody who had grown up in the synagogues, in the church, and learned all the scriptures about the Messiah that was coming. This was a Roman. He was somebody who was there to make sure that order was kept. And yet Jesus has an interaction with this Roman, and he says that he has great faith. Next, we have a Pharisee who asked Jesus to dine with him. And Jesus goes to his house, and he sits down on the couch to dine with him. And this woman comes, and she, we saw, we heard what she did. And that Pharisee judged her. He did not see the beauty of what she was doing. He saw a sinner who was at the feet of Jesus, which just makes me wonder how frequently I subconsciously judge other people's their motives, their actions, their words, and I think something that might not be what it really is. So I guess you could say that, yes, I am looking at myself through the eyes of a Pharisee because I have had God's Word in front of me all the time. It's available to me 24-7, 365. I have Bibles in my house. We have things on the computers. I'm digitally connected. And yet, do I fail to understand the great mercy and grace of the Lord? And I think that reading through the Gospels is really healthy because it does help us see ourselves and understand that Jesus came for all But only some people heard, only some people's eyes were opened, and only some people heard and listened. And they applied what they heard, and their lives were radically transformed by their experience with Jesus.